0: Alright, so welcome back and we can continue with our study of St. Mark, his wisdom, and uh, we continue with text number 47.
1: Every blessing comes from the Lord providentially, but this fact escapes the notice of the ungrateful and the idle.
0: (coughs) It is pretty clear what he's saying here and uh, but it's worth it is worthy to remind ourselves that nothing happens by chance that we have to really remind ourselves that everything what comes to our life comes with God's permission so God allows that and uh, those who Try to be too close to him. Who try to purify their minds and mind and heart. Uh, they are aware of this his presence in these things. So this is why it is strange for us when we when we read about saints about the situations in their lives when something horif- horrifying is happening situation and we see their reaction that they give thanks to God and they see even in these bad things like blessings and they are thankful to God for that and it is is difficult for us to accept that because naturally we try to resist to everything what feels like painful not good but well, we have to learn, learn to, to see in these difficulties blessing. Many times, we we can uh, even if we receive even this painful situation in this manner, that we are thankful and we see that okay, this is act of God's providence in my life, and we don't understand. This state of mind, this opposition, and especially our gratitude, causes that slowly we are getting, like, I would say, this knowledge from above, which brings us light to this situation. Maybe not immediately, but slowly we start to understand why God allowed that. And because, so. Everybody who tries to grow in spiritual life is able to see God's presence in all things. And uh, then we can uh, really say with the Apostles that uh, to those who love God, everything serves for good. This is exactly uh, why, because even these painful, painful situations, we can in this painful situation we can maintain, We can recognize this parental or father stick, which is used to correct us. <laughs> and uh, for those who understand that and very quickly, and correct themselves they don't suffer too much. but Those who, who don't understand, they can suffer more, probably. <laughs> and now, what St. Mark is saying, that those who don't live spiritual life, don't try to live spiritual life, so those people are not sensitive to this. They are not able to recognize this God's acting in each situation. And uh, because of that they they see everything okay this um, there is bad luck or they blame others. And but those things the those things or the state of mind doesn't bring them anything good, anything uh, any profit. Even there are Losing or missing these blessings, God, God's providence, uh, brought to their lives. So I think that this text is serves like encouragement for us when we get tired in our life, in our life, when we are weary, and and it it is. Um, some kind of this routine, which we have, becomes without life, without spirit, without zeal. Because then we are losing a lot of And maybe, <coughs> maybe we have to, uh, maybe it's a good, good place to remind ourselves that uh, what does it mean to live spiritual life? spiritual life means to try to act in that way maybe are entering s- s- deeper and deeper to this unity with God and um, the the correct sign of, of this our effort is when we carry in our hearts this desire to please God in everything, what we are doing, what we are saying. That means that we always like, scrutinize our thoughts, words, acting, and we ask, did I please God with that? Is this in accord with his commandments, with his will? If this activity of our soul, of our heart is present, then we can say that we are living spiritual life. And another act is that because we are testing all our words and 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 thoughts and minds, so we are searching even for understanding what God wants, what he likes. So it is like in this is like this whole whole concept, you know, like uh, of, of, um, okay, there are, there are like three main pillars for spiritual life, for the beginning of spiritual life, and they should never miss in our life. The first is decision. The second is finding spiritual guidance and third is spiritual reading. Those three are pillars which have to be in the beginning. That the decision is it's not this vague decision, yeah, I believe in God and I try to be a good person and everything. No, 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 this is not a real decision. A real decision is is coming from uh, this touch of God's grace. When we feel this touch and we feel that we need to answer to God's calling. And uh, usually St. Telphand recluse he says that uh, first time this touch of grace comes, okay, in, in our case mostly, you know, it is that children are are baptized like babies, no person. And he says, the child is growing and the child is fed by faith of parents. But there will be moment in the life of that person when the God's this Awaking Grace, he calls that, touches the person and the person has to make first own decision. And from that decision, from the time he lives, not fed by faith of parents, but he starts his own or her own spiritual life, life is Christ. Now St. Teofan says that you have to make radical decision at the time. Grace touches, and he says, many people, and especially these young people, if parents don't prepare them well, if the people don't get formation, don't give formation, good formation, so don't, those young people they feel this touch of grace, that but they are not able to answer to grace, so this this zeal of that moment, of this sharpness of this moment disappears. And they continue then in some kind of semi-Christian not really Christian life, just life which has some kind of code of Christianity. And he says that if we don't have these signs like to please God, to really have this zeal to test our thoughts and to have really fear of God and to to I have always seen if this is not really present in us in a strong way, so it means that we wasted this moment of decision. I said, second time, God doesn't give it freely. That we have to beg God for this grace. We have to start God, ask God uh, to give us this grace which helps us to make this decision. This is why Christ says if I translated nobody can come to me until a father. Uh, God. God. Yes. It's, this is the, the meaning, you know, that it is not in our power to start a real spiritual life. It is it is it is God's power. He gives his power. So we have to beg for that and then and be ready and prepare for this moment to answer this. Like some kind of radical way that okay this is what I'm going to do. This is what what I need to do. And and this like firm decision to follow Christ. And uh, so this decision has to be. And if it is not or it fades somehow, we have to work in our life to 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 really get back this grace to renew this decision and to keep this decision at heart second thing the second pillar is spiritual guidance S- Simeon the New Theologian and others they say that one who comes to faith the first thing the first thing the person has to do is to find spiritual father and, and this is so important because many times, you know, the zeal comes and it seems that we are able to manage everything, we can navigate our life and everything, and we don't realize that we are somewhere in the beginning of journey and our heart and our mind is tainted by desires of passions. It's tainted by habits which came from the world. and. They have influence upon us. So then we really make, like, we 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 adjust this teaching of Christ according to our way of thinking. This is because we are so sick. We need help. We need somebody who would correct us. And uh, and not only that that we need. There will be moments when uh, when. Uh, we need a word of uh, clarity. My my experience, one of many experiences, but it repeats, was that uh, there was one situation. Okay, was one situation. I really wanted to start something, and it was like I was. I hesitated for for months or two. That oh. I I didn't know, should I not or not, it's correct or it's not correct, it was like, uh, everything was like, I knew the whole structure of this thing and how it's, but well, I, always some kind of questions were in my head and so I was not able to start and then the questions about my intentions and questions about that, uh, if it is worthy or not and well and uh, we went to Pittsburgh to visit Miron at the time and I called him before I said you know uh, arrange meeting with Father David with me. I want to talk to him and so we arranged we went there and I started to like talk about all this state of soul about this program that I, I said well uh, you know this is what, what I feel and and he was listening carefully, and then he said, it's fear. When he said this, it was like, to take like some kind of veil from our eyes, I started to see clearly. It was like, clearly, yes. Now I know where to move, how to move, and there was no questions, no hesitations. Through, through these words, few words, he, 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 he like, dismissed all this like fog which was in my mind. And uh, it was not only one experience, but this is why the spiritual guidance is important. To help us to remove fog, because actually when we hear this advice, sometimes, It's not something we don't know. know, We know, but we have to... This is how God arranged that. This is how God arranged that, that we should serve each other. Because we are um, sick by sin. Remember Paul, Apostle Paul. He met Christ, and uh, Christ could teach him everything in this revelation. Christ could, in this vision, Christ could pour whole knowledge of heaven to his mind and heart. Christ didn't do this. Christ sent him to the city to see this Ananias, the disciple of Christ, and he told him, they will teach you everything. So, and and then we know that, that Paul, even when he had a question, he went to Jerusalem to see apostles, to offer them this gospel he was preaching, to test it, to say if it is all right or not. So he wanted this clarification too. So this is how it is done, and so it has to be. So second pillar. And third pillar is spiritual reading us-category reading. It, it has to be every day, and we have to uh, do it in order to learn. We should read scripture, especially gospel, especially St. Matthew, to learn what we are supposed to do as the disciples of Christ. And then we should read Holy Fathers, because they tell us practically how to execute this these orders, how to live that and their lives and their teaching they offer us almost each detail of life so we can learn from them how to understand these orders of Christ and to and to to follow that so those are three pillars which we have to put in the beginning of spiritual life to our life without those three pillars we will not move on it will be. We will not make any progress. Any progress? Do
1: Do we get our spiritual direction when we go to confession?
0: <clears throat> if you ask for that, for sure, it is duty of parish priest, you know, to to offer this direction.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know who else I would ask. You know, I don't, I don't know a whole lot of. Oh, a lot of
0: priests? Well, it is... Well, in these times, even it is... Uh, in present time, I think it is... Uh, the advice would be go that to choose one of these teachers of spiritual life as a spiritual father and to listen with obedience, their words. You know? So it means that... F- for example, we were, we have went through branch you know, and there is his teaching in one sentence that fasting is mother of prayer. so it means that he said that prayer is impossible, we cannot grow in prayer if there is no fasting. so this is word of spiritual father if you wish, or if you choose that. So, okay, he, I, I want, he said, fasting is important, I'm going to start to fast. Now, you come to confession, and confession can say, well, I made this decision. Can I get some kind of rule for fasting? What, is, what I should follow? How? I don't want to go to extremes. And yes, there is this spiritual guidance there. You know, the problem is in present time is that this uh, spiritual guidance is missing, and it's not missing that because uh, I, I think missing because we became too individuals, the uh, individual.
1: Individualistic.
0: <sighs> yes, I don't like this word. <laughs> <laughs> And, and we think we can manage by ourselves but we where we came we came to that moment that if we talk about if I keep this example of fasting we came to a moment we don't fast you know yeah. or sometimes or majority we keep Fridays but well uh, but we eat to fullness you know other things and uh, and actually if, Fasting means to be hungry. It's not because if you just don't eat meat, it is abstinence, it's not fasting. You know, if you just avoid meat, there is no fasting in that if you are filled with other things. Otherwise, all these vegans and vegetarians, they would be very holy people. (laughs) (coughs) Okay. (laughs) So, if we have these three pillars present in our life, they they cause that we are moving very fast in our spiritual life, and then very f- and it, will, it will very quickly when we start to see these blessings and God's and acts of God's providence in all things which are coming to our life. This this closeness of God will be so evident for us that for sure we… Uh, there will be always some kind of rebellion that, okay, why this is happening again to me, you know, I can mm-hmm. say this, but then I return back and I said, well, I try to learn from that, you know, I know this is coming from God. And I have to learn what does it mean. It's tough, isn't it? But it's great to… <coughs> All right, let's continue. 48. Mm
1: -hmm. Every vice leads in the end to forbidden pleasure, and every virtue to spiritual blessing. Each arouses what is akin to it.
0: This is a very good spiritual law because uh, in this spiritual law we can find all these uh, instructions of holy Fathers who warn um, us uh, or they they try to force us to pay attention to even the smallest uh, movements or heart or soul these movements which are caused by passions and uh, and and they they warn us that like, for example like Isaac Syrian, he says that we should run before bad habits, as from we would run from demons. They, he put that bad habits. He puts like this: this influences a presence of demons, and uh, uh, the spiritual law tells us that if we uh, minimize something what is bad in our heart and sometimes growing it is nothing Uh, the spiritual spiritual law says that in the end it will lead us to bigger sin and the opposite if we pay attention to virtue and even we make like small progress some kind of virtue it will lead us to spiritual blessing. So it is up to us what we are going to, to choose or bring to our uh, life. Uh, I mentioned Brian Chien, you know, and if you remember, he was talking about these bad habits. He was using that Im- imager that would gambler think that it will become his big passion when he took first-time cards to his hands? Would alcoholics uh, like, uh, think that he would become alcoholic when he drank his first glass? You know, th- so, he he told us that, of uh, the this is how does it start and we have to pay attention to this. And uh, for sure, uh, we can say, okay, this happened and it will never happen again, but uh, don't be so sure, you know, because if we fail in a small thing and we don't make some conc- really strong conclusions from that, it will come again, and we come again, 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 again. Uh, and slowly this activity of this passion will become really something normal in us and will be growing and in some point we will be not able to conquer that. We will become like slave of, of this passion. So this spiritual law calls us to pay attention even to the smallest movements. again, what they remind us all time is to test our thoughts to test our activities to test our our deeds, to ask why I react this way or this way, why I said this or this, why I was uh caught in this kind of these fantasies I had in my head, you know and uh I was listening to one, one uh, uh, lecture, and uh, in the lecture, this priest was. He used one example. He mentioned one older lady, and uh, he said that her neighbor, if I remember well, Her neighbor won in a lottery like $10,000. And she was touched by that so much, she said, well, I never bought a ticket, you know, in my life, you know. And she was so taken by the thought that I might win too if I buy. So she started to buy at first once per week. And uh, she spent like a whole week like waiting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe I'm going to win. And she had all week these fantasies, what she would do with the money. And slowly, because one week to wait was too long, she started to buy like different kinds of tickets. I don't understand the system, how does it work? Probably you can buy more often. And uh, and in the end, she was buying almost every day. She, was, she became like, not a slave of buying. This is, would be not so big problem, you know, wasting money. But she was, became a slave of this mindset, which was creating her this, this fantasy, this desire uh, to, to win. And she lived only for that. He was saying that it was very difficult to help her. It was very difficult to help her. And one thing is that, look, when I was talking about these three pillars and this special guidance, it is very good when we have this habit or we created this habit to have this guidance because like she became like blind to that to that uh, passion and it was good for her that that she she was she was having this regular like confessions and everything so her spiritual father could uncover this it was difficult to heal that but It was uncovered, and she was challenged. But, you know, if you don't have this habit, so who would help you? Yes? There's an old proverb that within everybody, there's an angel and a dragon fighting each other, and the one that wins is the one I feed. Yeah. Exactly. So, depending on what I'm taking in, is going to be what is. Yeah. It's so it's so difficult, you know, because uh, many times it happens that uh, we don't pay attention, especially if nobody taught us that spiritual law, and um, so we ignore. This little movements of heart we are uh, this nothing and it's growing and then it many times it can be like a long time fight long uh, life long battle spiritual battle against this and it brings us a lot of lot of pain to our soul because then we want to become free but, It's quite difficult. It's quite difficult. Something more, more comments or questions? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So, let's continue.
1: Censure from men afflicts the heart, but if patiently accepted, it generates purity.
0: Yeah. Well, When we experience, like, injustice and uh, when we experience some kind of things from others which offense us or cause our pain, it's something that can break our heart, especially if it is c- it's coming from people we trust. And immediately we react, this moment in heart, this pain, calls our uh, uh, give birth or, not, mo- or calls to activity all these passions which uh, offer like anger and uh, especially anger and, and these this passions becomes alive and forces us to act. In the same way to create revenge, uh, and uh, and it is something what what this fallen nature has as a normal reaction against injustice. But as the saints there are it reminds us that that this kind of Movement uh, leads to another sin, and now f- for the sin from our side, which is many times mo- more intensive or bigger than what was caused against us. And uh, well, we were talking about the last last meeting, so it is a reminder that we should. Uh, react with patients and it is not this patience is not like that we are covered and uh, so we don't want to fight that we are running away from confrontation that uh, no 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 this is uh, this is patient of which is... Uh, I would describe that that you have. We should approach that with these patients, which we can see in very strong man who has all kinds of skills and knows martial art, and he can really react with strength and power. But he has this strength of mind, and he says, "I can, but I don't." You know, so this this should be this kind of patience that that it's not that I am so weak that I am afraid to act to react because I am afraid that I might get like bigger um, blow. You know, but because of the strength I have in my heart. That I know that I can do revenge, but I don't because it is not right. And I leave this revenge on God. And this kind of patience really causes this pain in heart. It's like I would say that it can break the our heart. But in the same way, when how our heart is broken, this activity's patience breaks demon who caused that. Activity of this demon who caused that situation does it make sense?
1: Yeah, I thought about
0: This is this is something what what really he is defeated by that. And, and these are pain of our heart at the time. It is pain which comes from this battle, spiritual battle. And if we do this, we are defeating, we are breaking the demon who's behind that. And this activity slowly leads to purification of heart and mind. Especially, and, and we should, Try to find courage to do this uh, and not to depend on, uh, and don't depend on our own strength, our own decision, but we should really keep in mind that God works even through these situations. That, that He is present in that situation, and as we were talking earlier, that everything what God allows serves for our salvation if we want, if we, if we trust Him, and we, we follow His will, so then everything, everything will serve for our salvation. Because God doesn't allow things just to punish us or something. If He allows something, even if it's painful, we have to understand He allowed it because He wishes our salvation. And if we really put this spiritual law or this wisdom to our mind, it will help us to defeat these demons, to be patient. It's, it's really... It, it It will give us strength to go through situations which are so difficult. And it doesn't need to be like... Unjustice or something, but look. Many times we are in situations that we have to really carry our cross, which came to your life, and and it's so difficult that you would like to run away, to to really uh, escape from this situation. And, and for sure, some people, they are even like losing mind or they are, they are doing crazy things because of this pain or this uh, situation which seems to them like hopeless without solution. But if I remember that even that situation is, was allowed by God for my salvation, Totally changes how you see that, how you approach that, and gives you enormous strength. It's it doesn't become less painful, but you are able to carry that. You know, you are able to carry that cross. Okay. Can we go? Another one? 50. <coughs> one one fourth we are reaching today. What's Ignorance
1: makes one? us re- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ignorance makes us reject what is beneficial. And when <coughs> it becomes brazen, it strengthens the hold of evil.
0: Well, very interesting. What does he mean under this ignorance? Not only he, but well, he says this in accord, in harmony with other holy fathers, and so we know them already. We should know how they think, and and for sure, if they uh, speak about this ignorance, they are not talking about lack of intellectual knowledge. They are talking about lack of dead knowledge which comes from above. This this knowledge from above is a result of um, this activity of God's grace in that measure how much our heart and, and so, uh, heart and mind is purified. More we progress in this purification of heart and mind more we are able to see, to know, not through activity or intellect, but it is suddenly this this light, this knowledge, which we realize it comes from, from, from God. Uh, remember those two disciples who were walking to Emmaus after crucifixion? Mm-hmm. And look Christ came to them they didn't recognize him. And what he was doing to them, he was teaching them, he was uncovering meaning of scripture. And then when he said and he broke bread, then they started to see him. So there is some kind of process, you know, in this, especially that how how this was possible that, that they started to see him in the moment? Because through this listening, this teaching, maybe they were making maybe inner decisions to, to, to accept this truth. So there was some like some kind of process of purification and then they were able to mm-hmm. receive this light of knowledge. They send with this criminal on the cross when he made this self accusation, he confessed his, that he's not worthy, suddenly he can see in this crucified man next to him God who can give him eternal life. So it was not act of some kind of intellectual activity. It was it was this knowledge came because the persons made some kind of conclusion of our life which led to some kind of more purification of heart. It is an act which attracts God's grace and this God's grace attracts this knowledge from above. So if we don't care about spiritual life and we don't care about there is not this zeal to grow in this uh, in this knowledge how to what is God's will. If there is no zeal for us to execute this will, this to keep commandments, if there is no zeal in us, so then we cannot we cannot accept or uh, evade uh, this knowledge from above. And uh, uh, our professor, pastor of uh, pastoral the- uh, theology, he told us in seminary, he told us this, that look, you will go to parish and uh, you will, there will be zeal in you to bring everybody to Christ. And he said, and your experience will be that only few will respond to this. And he said, there will be danger that after a year, two, three, you become so cynical that you would even not expect somebody to want to grow. And you then will become as they are and this was very powerful what he said and uh, and he was he was right and he he gave he gave the, another advice but you know many times you uh, try to tell about very good things you know some things which advice which would for sure help the person for sure it will solve the problem but took and and you have this a prince, uh, another guy. You see that that person is hearing you, but that not listening. The person knows what you are saying, but it is like mind was like clouded and and uh, doesn't get it. And it is like really frustration. And he told us at the time. He said, "Look." You cannot expect, somebody is in this stage that of this, I would say, ignorance. You cannot do anything just to pray for the person and to have patience. Because they have to want it at first time, and then you can do something. And this is, it's reminding me now, probably I said this before. Um, There was an article or uh, an article, blog of one Orthodox priest. And he was telling a story uh, from his uh, um, first years as in priesthood. And he said that after three years of like non-stop activity, because he wanted his parish to grow and so a lot of programs, a lot of activities, and he said, "I really, it was so tired, exhausted because working so hard, and I didn't see any change." And he said, "It was like," he said, "there was like after three or I don't, I don't know exactly how many years, but he said he felt to some kind of depression that uh, that he." He didn't have any, any will to do anything, even. he wanted to give up. And then he went to the elder priest, to visit the elder priest, and he told him about that. He said, I don't know what to do. He said, he like, poured his heart, and he said, I thought that if I invest all my strength to these programs, to the activities, and that it will change something. And it's not. And I said, I feel like not worthy. I do nothing here. I use. I feel useless. What I'm supposed to do? And that all the priest he told him that, look. Don't worry. You have to realize that you can help only those who come to you. You cannot. You can create the most powerful programs or activities, and to offer whatever. You are not going to help anybody. You can help only to those who come to you. And this come to you. This who comes to to those people who like, make this decision. I was saying at the beginning. If you make this decision, if you want to. Go, be filled with zeal of God. If you want to grow, then you start to search for help. You start to search how to do this, and this is what this old priest was telling him: "You you cannot do anything because, for sure, yes, you can preach. You can it can always it can sparkle something, but usually life of people." who are in parish like the priest tell him will be not changed until they don't want. When they start to want then they you, you will be leading very fast to spiritual life. But they have to want. Sure. And uh, so this is something what uh, uh, gives us understanding of this that if we don't want if we don't want to grow if we don't search for this, this uh, for for understanding God's commands we don't have this zeal to fulfill them, what we are able if we don't use all these like tools spiritual life so then we cannot expect that we will get this knowledge from above, this understanding. It will not be here, and we will be living like uh, we will be like those fans of soccer. Maybe it is here, but well, I can see. I saw it in Slovakia that uh, well, suddenly you you see people. I would say if there is like a very important like game, suddenly you see people dressed in these colors and wearing dress and oh, big fans, and you would never know during week that that person who is fan of which club, you know this soccer club. You see it in day of game, they put this, these colors themselves and they show their affunds and this is how many times our Christianity looks like. Nobody knows that we are Christians, but on Sunday we take this Christianity well, like colors on ourselves and we say, "Well, wow, we are here," or on other opportunities which are common for everybody. So it is. Uh, <sighs> It was like one 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 my parish it was like one man he was alone so a bachelor over fifty years old um but um, how to say, it, a simple guy you know that and he never came a good good man to take wrong, I like him very much, but uh he never he never was like. Never been in the church, but he always came on Easter mm-hmm. with his basket very simple basket he put Saturday by himself he put something there and he came to bless the basket and uh, I, I there were like these men who uh, they were friends but they were like making fun of him so are you Christians? Are you sure that you're a Christian? Are you sure? I am Christian, you know, you know, and it has to be done. And, and so we can have these, these colors of club. We can wear these colors, we can, in, during game, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, well, it doesn't mean that, that we are somehow totally involved in this, that we are open for this knowledge from above. And what he says, that this ignorance can grow in us. You know, if we are in the face when we are in ignorance and we don't make like effort to get out of to change it, to remove that, this ignorance can grow in us and become like very, what is the right word for that? Uh, become brazen. 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 You know, and so it means it's then it is very difficult to defeat that or to recognize that. All right, I think that we are supposed to stop here. We came to like one fourth, <laughs> so we are we are good. Let's <laughs> see you probably next week. Here she goes